Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Once upon a time, congregations regularly got together to do ministry together, and this has been waning for a number of years and only seemed to be getting worse throughout the pandemic, so it was really good to come together with a number of other ELCA congregations from across the city on Saturday morning to celebrate something about our identity as Christians, particularly Lutheran Christians. A number of us came together to walk in the Pride Parade because we wanted to share a different narrative about the church with our LGBTQ brothers and sisters. I've had far too many conversations with gay and lesbian young adults that have only experienced the Christianity and the church in general as a tool of exclusion and shame in their lives. And so it was good to be able to come together with other fellow Christians and to be able to proclaim a different narrative. It's a great gift, but also a tragedy, it seems at times, to be one of the first to proclaim to these young adults that God loves you unconditionally. You are free in Christ, a new creation that God has created for good in this world. And so ELCA congregations marked together in the parade because we feel it's so important for everyone to know that there is a place for them here, a place where all means all. The pride parade, of course, was not the only celebration of equality and freedom this week. This last week marked the second year that Juneteenth was celebrated as a national holiday. And I did a little more reading about that day this week. Do you know that it was first memorialized by the Texas legislature in 1938? And by 1979, every state had in some way formally recognized the day. But somehow, so many of us that grew up in predominantly white communities had never heard much about it at all, let alone were taught about it in our schools until very recently. Unsurprisingly, Juneteenth started out primarily as a church celebration in black congregations and then spread to secular society. And it's certainly fitting that our lectionary texts for these few weeks surrounding the celebration include this focus on Paul's letter to the Galatians where he makes clear what is to be our priority for community as Christians. As we heard last week, Paul writes, In Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ, there is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. All means all. This is the ideal, like we hear in our founding documents for our nation, that all men are created equal, notwithstanding that 
Paul 1,700 years earlier had a better ideal than our founding fathers by including that there is no male or female in Christ. But our founding fathers were certainly being radically expansive in their time, declaring the equality of men. But even that remained an ideal for far too long, and frankly something that we continue to struggle with today. And the crux of the issue in my estimation is the connection between the third chapter of Galatians that we read last week and the fifth chapter we read this week. For freedom, Christ has set us free, but the question then becomes for Paul, what have we done with this freedom? What is the fruit of the gift of this freedom? Do we actively live in this freedom, securing it for all, or do we simply enjoy the benefits for ourselves without care for the freedom of others? Jackie Rugani sent me a reflection on this this week that makes this connection clearly in regards to our history going all the way back to Roman times. The author writes, Marcus Aurelius would write in Meditations that his Stoic role models taught him to conceive of a society of equal laws governed by equality of statue and speech and of rulers who respect the liberty of their subjects above all else. He said it's a beautiful a sentence as any written by Thomas Jefferson, but it's a long way from the experience of so many for sure. This kind of freedom would have been something inconceivable to the early Stoics who themselves lived in a slave society and tragically did very little to stop it. Like Jefferson's writings, Marcus Aurelius's passage was just that, an idea, not a reality. In 1910, Teddy Roosevelt would remind his fellow citizens of the critical distinction between words and deeds. He said, in name, we had the Declaration of Independence in 1776, but we gave the lie by our acts to the words of the Declaration of Independence until 1865. And words count for nothing except insofar as they represent acts. This is true everywhere. Or as the Latin expression goes, acta non verba, deeds, not words. He said, it's wonderful to celebrate these principles from the Stoics and the founders. It's wonderful to note the moments of historical progress like Juneteenth. But we have to remember that beautiful language pales in comparison to beautiful acts. We have to turn these words, these ideas, into deeds. We can't just talk about them. We have to be about them. And not living up to them or doing something about them, as was the case of slavery in Rome and in America, is ugly. For freedom, Christ has set us free. What do our deeds say about our commitment to the freedom of all? This was a concern as we wrote the language of our new long-range vision here at Prince of Peace. We wanted to be careful to word our language so that it didn't at indicate a simple passive ideal, like Prince of Peace welcomes all, simply saying we welcome all, that our doors are open, there's a certain passive, passivity to that. No, all means all indicates something more than simply saying you're welcome. It's not just being nice and courteous to those who visit. It's about not being satisfied until we've created a culture where everyone can feel like they are included at this table as an equal. Until, as Paul says, that there really is no distinction. 
Our document says God offers the gifts of the Spirit freely to all. Our community is enriched when acceptance, grace, and dignity are extended for every human life. This concern about active work versus passivity is in welcome, even carried over to work that we were doing on our vision for Loveland schools in parallel for, with here. We went from a statement that simply said every child will feel welcome to saying that Loveland City School District will establish a culture where every student is a valued member of our school community. We have work to do. And Paul indicates in Galatians how we distinguish between whether we are serving our own self-interest with our freedom or actively working towards the freedom of all. Paul says we will see it clearly in the outcome of our actions. He lifts up the most obvious examples of self-serving behaviors, and then he contrasts this with the fruit of the Spirit. We see the difference between self-interested rot and life producing fruit. How do we know that we are actively seeking the freedom of all for the good of all? We see it in the fruit of the Spirit that is inevitably produced with such work. The fruit of the Spirit, says Paul, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we are actively building a culture where all means all, we see these things. Look at the faces of these children from this week at VBS to see the manifestation of these gifts. VBS is a week where we actively communicate to these children that there is a place for them here to be loved for who they are, beloved children of God. As life gets more complicated for them, as they grow and some of them end up inevitably feeling the judgment and callous exclusion of the world around them, when they come to experience the indifference of the world and anything that makes them feel less than, how will we as a community be actively working to build a culture that shows them another way? where all really means all. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.